All right, today we have Corey, Mr. Hanky Denar. Corey, for people that don't know who you are, give, give us like a two-minute summary of like your highlights, like who you've worked with, who you are, but just real highlights. Let's start with the ending. Oh, man. I'm a um, hit-making producer out of Atlanta, Georgia, man, uh, Southern University, human jukebox, you know, you know the whole thing. But, um, yeah, man, I'm, some of the songs you might have heard me produce, Twerkulated with City Girls, uh, Living My Be- Best Life with Lil Duval, uh, California with Colonel Loud, and I got a new one, uh, Queen Naja, Love is Blind, uh, all of the early Soldier Boy stuff. I mean, the list goes on. And I got a new one with City Girls coming out in the next 24 hours with Usher called Good Love. So, I mean, that's that's a short list. Uh, all the Travis Porter hits from everybody's, um, you know, college experience. Uh, the records with him at Waka. Uh, man, so, like I said, Soldier Boy, VIC. I mean, the list goes on, man. I, I forgot my records than I done. <laughs> I like <laughs> I'm going to start off in a way that I never started before. Cause it's- okay. It's been the talk of the week. I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that Drake album? <laughs> so me personally, I like it because I get it. You know, um, a lot of times, man, you know, as, as fans of artists, they get used to what they want from that, that particular artist and forget that these people are artists, you know what I'm saying? And um, I mean, I know that as a producer, a lot of times, People, you know, they want to hear certain stuff from you all the time. So when he did it, excuse me, I already knew, you know, exactly what he was doing. I got it. Um, I do a lot of traveling. So when you're going to Vegas, when you're going to Dubai, when you're going to South Africa, when you're going abroad, that's the vibe. And pretty much everywhere you go, even in London, in the basement party. So me personally, I loved it. Um, and I just, I'm only thing I didn't understand was the hypocrisy of it all. Now, when you say that, what do you mean? So, you know, notice I said, I, I, I'm not saying nobody should not like it. You're entitled to like what you don't like or whatever, but understanding why somebody did something is cool. You might not like what they did, but you might understand what they're trying to, what they tried to do. Okay. So I made a post on Twitter today. I was joking, you know what I'm saying? I just used Twitter for, you know, you know, giggles and whatnot. So I was just making a joke. I said, uh, the Drake, the people who understand Drake's album don't have passports. (laughs) (laughs) So so I really wasn't serious. I just thought it was something to put out the funny on my, my little Twitter account. Cool. And uh, it went viral like crazy. So it's cool. You know, people was coming at me, and I thought it was funny. So what made it ironic, it ain't even been a week later, and those same people that hated Drake for trying to do what he did are praising Beyonce for the same exact thing. (laughs) Now, whether you like it or not isn't the thing, but they were trying to do the same exact thing, but it's the same people that are like, Oh man, she's so innovative. That's I mean, we've heard it. We've heard this genre of music before, so it's, I get it. But I think that was the part of it for me. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, when I first heard it, I was kind of taken aback. Like I don't know what he's up to, 
<laughs> I mean, that was all of us, but I had to read the title. I saw the, the title, and then the category says dance. Yeah, 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 that, that tells you everything you need to know. But then, you know, you put it on during a certain setting, you know, it just, it's a vibe, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. vibe. And it's, it's not too many old Drake albums that I go back and listen to anyway, but during that time that he came out, it was a vibe. You know, it was. I, think, I think that's going to be, you know, kind of the same thing. So I don't know. Then when I saw Beyonce come with it, do you think it, this is more of a shift into that? Or is it just so, you know, it was just uh, just so happened Drake and Beyonce dropped a, a week apart with the same type of music? I'm going to tell you, I, I, I hope it's a, a new wave because, you know, we we we've gone so street and so gutter for so long to where, you know, it kind of put like a dark cloud over the culture sometimes, you know what I'm saying? The music don't make you want to dance. It don't make you want to party a lot. So hopefully we get to that. Then we'll get back into, you know, the more musical things. Uh, Cause it's speaking of HBCUs. That's why so many HBCU bands are playing earth, wind and fire and, and those older songs because they have more music in them. They have more feeling in them. So hopefully right. we can get back to, actually feeling the music actually want to dance instead of pop bottles and stand on couches i'm i'm gonna do that too but we can dance for like 10 15 minutes you know you right. know 30 minutes or so throughout the night so yeah that makes sense so so take me back take me back to when you were a kid like when did you first fall in fall in love with music oh it was from day one man like i said my mom she's a um classically trained pianist uh, she plays with the orchestra, played with several churches here for years and um, the, the Atlanta public school system. So, you know, just growing up around that, being around pianos and stuff, having to go to rehearsals as a little kid, you know, as a baby, you know, you hearing the music, you singing different parts and stuff, don't even know what you're doing, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and a lot of stuff came naturally to me and my sister. So um, once that happened, you know, I didn't realize. I was like, oh, we kind of talented. I thought everybody could play this. Or I thought everybody could sing this or everybody could make this beat on it. I just thought everybody could do it because it came so easy. So it's been from day one for me. Yeah. You know, and I've been I've been kind of thinking, like, more um, about what people are born with and what you can develop or what people do develop. And my father can shoot the basketball. Wow. I can shoot the basketball, and my son can shoot the basketball. Like we, we wow. all shoot. Do you think music is a talent or a skill? Because you were born with it. Can someone become that? Or do you have to have a certain level that's already in you? I sincerely think you have to have a, a certain level of things born in you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I knew it was born into our family. Like my sister, um, she just got finished performing at Carnegie Hall, playing her clarinet. You know what I mean? With her clarinet ensemble. So to me, I just got back from there. That was a surreal moment because I was like, yo, I remember when we put the clarinet in her hand when she was a little girl. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a real dope moment for our family. We was there and it was like, dang, she made it to the, the biggest stage and one of the biggest stages in the world. Mm hmm. You know, 
And you yeah. can't do that. You know, some things, you know, you, you can have the natural talent, but if you don't practice and develop it, it's not going to take you anywhere. But if you do, it'll take you to the top. I totally agree. Why Southern? Man, there's no other. When you start talking about band, it's like Southern and then other years of Southern. <laughs> I like that. That's how we look at it, you know. And it's it's funny, you know, because we run into other bandsmen all the time. Um, I remember when um, – when Ashley came in town to talk about the book and we went to Bar Vegan. So I had on one of my S. It's just on some like, you know, it was a Sunday. I'm I'm just chilling. And this kid walked up to me. He was like, Yeah, man, I went to Alabama and them. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> right. But it was it wasn't no disrespectful thing. It just, you know, that's that's how people who go to Southern just look, you know, we just kinda, you know, be the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we don't really look at anybody else. So I, I love that. I love that about Southern. Um, and that's one of the main decisions that played into it, just their attention to detail as far as the band's concerned. Um, the discipline to do, to execute at a high level over and over again. And to do it year after year with a dis- different personnel group is crazy. So it's it's the Alabama of black of, of college bands <laughs> not just black bands it's the alabama of college bands we we reload every year next man up and that goes for band members and directors you know what i'm saying it's just it's just a system that we got and um i love it what do you think the secret sauce is like when you look at dynasties and you look at what new england has done for 20 years the patriots then you look at what steph curry has just done won four out of the last eight and you think about what's the secret sauce because it's you know is is organization is organizational from the top down. What have you seen? I know you said uh, performing at a high level consistently, but but like what's the secret sauce? Is it the talent that they recruit? Is it how they nurture the talent? Is it what is it? Do you think? What it is 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 it's southern, and by that people know. Um, to even attempt to go there, you need to be at a certain level, okay? Um, you know, because you're going against some some of these guys. I remember I got to Southern, man. It was people playing stuff I never heard before, you know what I'm saying? Just amazingly talented on the instruments. And they've been doing it since they were seventh, eighth grade type thing. So you got the best of the best coming there. And Southern never really recruited like other schools, you know what I'm saying? You would come there. And you would have to try out. And then if you made the band, depending on your performance then, then you might have been awarded a scholarship or something. But because, you know, like when, when we got there, you know, that almost every year, the freshman class, you know, was two, three hundred deep sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you at the time, we only had 128 on the field. So, you know, that was a, a, a serious competition amongst the freshmen or crabs at that time um you know it was a serious competition so only it was the best of the best only the strong survive you know it was that type of situation that type of energy so that's what that's where it starts the pedigree of band student 
and player that comes there in the first place. That to me is the the pet. I mean, the sauce because we never, you know, tried to go after anybody, um, or just a particular city or anything. We just want we always had the best of the best from each city. Okay. So after you left Southern, what was the next step for you? Uh, it was honestly a whirlwind, man. Um, I was DJing at the time, promoting parties. And um, a lot of people I grew up with, you know, in the city were upcoming rappers such as, you know, the Gucci Mans, the Young Jocks, all these people. And, um, you know, me being from Atlanta, you know, it was just so rich, so many people. So I was just playing beats that I was making at Southern in the dorm room that we used to rap over to in the bus on, on the way to games and stuff, you know, just kicking it. And um, I just came home one, one weekend and just started playing beats for people. You know, some of my homeboys who knew other rappers that was on the way up, and they was like, man, can I keep this CD? I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And um, next thing you know, getting calls like, hey, man, I like this beat. I want to use it for this album. What's your information? I ain't know you got paid for none of this stuff. I ain't know anything. I just, whatever, you know. Right. And um, next thing you know, it's like, hey, man, this person wants something. This person wants something. I was like, hold on. And they was handing me checks, like big old checks I ain't never seen before. So wow, it was a no-brainer to me. I was like, oh, and you get paid for this? Let's go. Right. <laughs> Right. So it, it's literally one of the, I don't have I'm I'm blessed to say I don't have one of those struggle stories where people were like you know I used to sleep in the studio till four a.m. Uh, it, it that's not my life I can't claim that. Yeah. Out of all the people that you worked with, um, does anybody have something that you were just amazed with? Like I've always heard about gucci Mane's work ethic a little wayne's work ethic or how gucci's never late for anything and how professional he is who really uh, kind of surprised you with something that is tangible that you can take away and say oh i can see why this person became so successful yeah i can say that honestly about every artist that i work with say like with little duval the thing that stuck out with him the most like he really just didn't care about anything at all like um you know he was just literally in the vibe in the moment um and even when it came down to handling the business of everything he was like okay cool you know send it send this to your lawyer send it to my lawyer uh let's figure it out and that was it it was no pressure no nothing about it just like he is online um waka flocka was very professional as well um, back during those days, even when he was at his wild times, you know, he came in the studio, very professional. Hey man, how you doing? This and that, the third, then the beat come on and he's like, ah! and it's, it's hair and dreads and spit flying everywhere. It's just crazy. So, um, <laughs> each artist, you know, had their own thing with, like with Dolph, uh, you know, long live Dolph, uh, when we did the California record and other records with him. The thing that impressed me the most with him was his humility. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was the coolest, richest person I've ever been around in my life. Because he treated everybody, even the little dusty dudes that was hanging around people, he was, like, literally just, like, you know, oh, you know, just real mannerable, never looked down on anybody. And that's very rare in this business 
especially people who are successful. You know what I'm saying? But um, each each I could go down the list. All of them um, are, you know, their own superstars. Say we got a, a HBCU student or someone that's about to graduate or just graduated or even deeper into it and they, they want to get into music. What would you suggest their path? Man, that is an excellent question because as of last week when Drake and Beyonce came out with those songs, everything changed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um what I would do is I would, I would reach out to people like myself um, at HBCUs. I mean, who are former HBCU alum. Um, but I would do a lot of, I would seek a lot of legal advice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what ends up happening, we live in an age now with social media to where people take opinions and think they're facts. Mm. You know, and especially when it comes to business practices, especially in the industry, you know, I heard my cousin said that you can't, so-and-so, you can't do this, and I can do this, and, and yeah, and no, that's not how it works, you know. Uh, YouTube University will not save you in a court of law, okay? Um, but I would just really sit down with an attorney and say, hey, man, I got $500, I got $150, can you walk me through how this works? You know, can you work me out? Tell me how streams actually work and explain to me that I really don't make money off of streams. Tell me how this works because there's so many false narratives out there. It's, it's crazy, you know? Um, but I would really do that first. And, um, that's it. Okay. That, that, That makes sense. So you say you got something dropping tomorrow. So, it's the twenty second, so on the twenty third, you have some dropping with City Girls. Yeah, I think that's on twenty fourth on Friday. The twenty fourth, okay. So the twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think Friday was the word I got. But I'm gonna be dropping something very special with them. Um, I can't really talk about it now, but just know it's gonna be the song of the summer, just like Twerkulator was. Okay, okay. it's it's all I can tell you is Twerkulator on steroids. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, what's your process? Do you like to get in there with artists and work, or do you already like to already have the beats before you come in, or have already you know sent them and say, "Hey, this is you know these are the options." How do you like? How do you get the when you look back at when you made your hits? Was it when you had just came back off a of vacation? Is it when you just put a whole bunch of beats together and somebody picked that up and the artist made it? Talk to me about your process a bit. So, man, there's no, there's no real process. I'm going to be honest, man. Like, um, I wish I had, you know, this whole thing where, I, you know, I get some Hennessy and put it in a cup of vinegar and, you know, <laughs> rub it on the computer. But I wish it was that. But, now nah, it's really, man, just the vibe. Because um, I used to be a DJ as well. So, I, I could kind of read energy. I could kind of tell what... Um, artists want or maybe the crowd wants to hear so i'm a big risk taker um you know and i when i send them the song you know i just let them know hey you know this gonna be it and nine times out of ten i said you know just get in there and try it and by the time they get halfway through they're like yeah i hear it i hear it so i've been you know 
I've been shooting, hitting a thousand right now. So you got to keep it going. You know, I hear Dr. Dre, he goes in there and he may make somebody say something over and over, maybe 30 times. How do you work with the artists? Do you let them do their thing and then they leave and then you kind of tweak it from there? Or when they're laying things down, do you do, you know, phantom track and say, hey, I want you to do it like this and do it over? What's your, what's your process in working with the artist? So it depends. Some artists you can push like that. Um, others you can't. You just got to know how to read them. And then, especially when you're dealing with female artists a lot of times, um, you just got to read the room because, you know, sometimes they might not be into it. It might be something going on. Um but even the, with the guys, it's the same. It's probably even worse with the guys now I think about it. The guy artists be having big mood swings. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't even know why. You just be like, what happened? Man, we don't want to do this song no more, man. Um, but it's you kind of got to read the artist's energy. You know, I like to have a conversation with them. You know, kind of see where their head's at. You know, they might have had a messed up day. Somebody uh, issue with a significant other. Um, who knows? It just might be hot outside and they irritated, you know? Um, and I know at that point what buttons I can push and how to push them. Um, but for the most part, if they're really irritated, I might just say, Hey man, you know, just rough, lay down a rough idea. I'll holler at you whenever. And I'll take that home and work on it. But if they, you know, if they're ready to go all the way that night, I stand up to three, four or five in the morning and get it done. Well, they what a what a world is sleeping on you, because people, <laughs> people don't know what you've done, and you know just going through you know your resume, you've done a lot. You know we're talking about Tory Lanez, Jacquees, Nicki Minaj, Jeezy, Gucci Man, Yo Gotti, Rick Ross, Young Dolph, Soldier Boy, Wale, Travis Porter. Just you just keep on going. Like, how do you hook up with these people? Is it they come to you? Is it you're putting content out there and attracting them? Is it relationships? Nah, man, it's, it goes to the, um, it goes to the old adage, like, you know, it sounds cocky, but dope sell itself. So once you have, you know, a hit record or two or three, you know, I'm on like number 11 or 12 summers in a row with a smash hit record. So people know, you know, they come to you, they're like, Hey man, if you need that, you need to go holler at them. And um, it's a blessing. I ain't going to lie, man. Um, and they just keep coming. I got something else coming up with a, a major old school group and a newer artist that is going to be bigger than all this stuff. But um, they literally call me and say, hey, man, I need I need one of those smashes. And I said, I need one of them chicks. <laughs> and they be like, I got you. I was like, well, I got you then. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, being straight up with them, that's the way to do it. Hey, man, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. That's the HBC. That's that's that HBCU training. You know what I'm saying? That Standing is. them long, find out your aid lines and stuff back in the day. <laughs> you know, you, you learn to be direct. You know? man, yes, I you mean. do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome, Corey. Well, it's good talking to you. You guys got a book coming out, too, don't you? Yes, man. We got we got a book coming out about, you know, the HBCUs, uh, bands and everything. And, um, you know, just the lineage and people telling their different testimonials. And it's going to be a lot of people in there. I'm just telling y'all now that's going to have recollections of the human jukebox knocking their head off. Okay. So I think that's why they made me a forward. So I can kind of prep people and kind of set the tone, you know, of that. But 
Um, no, nah, it's it's a dope book, and um, it's for the um, HBCU Band Consortium. Um, that was started by Dr. O'Neill Sanford, another Southern alum. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's a lot of great bandsmen for other bands. Um, and you know, we're just setting the record straight. You know, everybody's important, but we're the best. And um, that's what it. That's what the book is about. Southern is the best band in the land. Right there we go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, great talking to you, man. Continue success. Have a great summer. And, um, you know, we're going to be supporting you, you know, for as long as you keep doing your thing. Likewise, Todd. And I appreciate everybody over there, man. It's your site, man. Like, keep it going. Anything you need from me, I'm here. Definitely. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace.